Welcome to Dice in Mind, a podcast hosted by Brad Brown and Jason Kaufman to explore the intersection of life, games, science, music, philosophy, and creativity through interviews with leading creatives. All are welcome in this space. It would not be um, the end of the year where you have a number of holidays without us talking about and reminding everyone that this could be a tough time of year for folks. That's right. It's a year where, um, you know, there might, you might have parties, seeing family, celebrating whatever you might celebrate. Um, you know, there's a couple, a couple that are bigger on the calendar, but there's also smaller festivals and mm-hmm. things that go on. Um, but I think Jason, you've alluded to it in the past and you'll allude to it in the future. Um, for us, us in the Northern hemisphere, we are coming up on the shortest days of the year mm-hmm. um as little light as we're going to get and the further north you go the less and less you get yeah um so it can be um tough on folks and i think when we first started talking about and doing our first couple episodes on this last year right yep last winter um, this time you know the idea was well you know how how can games help during these times when um, people might be struggling even more now than they might be at other times during the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've heard, we, you know, how many times have we heard on the news about, and I can never get this right. It's what is it? Seasonal. Seasonal affective disorder. Thank you. You have people who, you know, have symptoms of that people that are just struggling in general and the holidays remind them of it. Right. Um, whatever the case is now. Um, I have personal perspectives and maybe some professional Jason, you have probably some of both. Plus you have the added benefit of having clinical background and research background on some of this. Like I, like we had talked about last year. Um, there was, what was the article that I sent? I'm, I should have, I thought I sent us an article in text. I'll come back to it um, mm-hmm. in a bit, but I think there's this idea that, um, you know, how can we find things? What can we find passions or otherwise that can help lift our spirits? I think there's one thing we're going to talk about next week with our yep. guest. Yep. That's perfect. Um, that I think is going to be really beneficial, but independent, independent of that, mm-hmm. um, what can we do to help us have better mental health, especially this time of year? Yeah, I, I mean, let's you know, kind of taking, taking our own motto, our own raison d'être for the podcast. What, what can we do, maybe? through tabletop role-playing games as a start. And I think the answers to that really echo the broader answers of how can we take care of ourselves? How can we help ourselves, especially for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, during these environmentally darker times, emotionally darker times, for many, not all, but for many. Well, let's look at Let's look at an RPG. Let's look at the tabletop. What do we see there? We see, we see a game. We see 
uh, an endeavor, a process intended to simply be enjoyed, not to be judged, not to be berated, but to be enjoyed. Of course, we're assuming a good group, we're assuming and accepting support of GM, but come on, the, the tabletop role-playing games, role-playing games are and should be fun. And so instantly it's an invitation to enjoy ourselves, to leave reality behind for one to 12 hours, depending on how your group plays, but, but to leave reality behind in the, just the healthiest, most beautiful of ways. We see a, a system of role-playing games, which in this day and age, the end of 2023, are almost to each one wonderfully accepting, where the games, the narrative backstories, the mechanics, <laughs> they welcome a player no matter where they're from, how they speak, whom they love, or how they look. You can simply the, be at the table. The article, I found it, U.S. suicides reached a record high last year. Oh, yeah, you sent me that. Right. Yeah, and older men are the highest risk. Define older. <laughs> uh, it was older It was older than 45, if I remember correctly, although I, I'm yeah, having so like trouble accessing the article. Yeah, so like our age and then way higher. up. Yeah. yeah, this is an issue. And this is these are you know primarily the people we're speaking to, right? Yep. I mean, not, not hopefully not exclusively, but but that's how we got started, right? Uh, so to your point, then what else do tabletop role playing games offer? Uh, social support. We we know from God decades, forty years of research, that one of the best ways to promote positive mental health is through social support, healthy, present, non-judgmental social support. So your fellow, your fellow players, your, your, GM, feller. your fellow player, right? <laughs> um, I mean, all of this stuff, it's, there are so many aspects of, of playing an RPG that really do mimic real life and the needs of real life um, when it comes to mental health, you know, especially in times like this. So um, here's a question. I don't know if I have an answer for it. I'm more, you know, interestingly enough, you know, I'm more of an introvert. I could, I could, I'm more comfortable not being in crowds, sitting yeah. at my, at my desk or chair with books to read or, or games to look at. Yeah. Um, I get a little anxious, like when I have to go to large social environments. I'm not like family parties and things like that, but if we're going to a sporting event or a concert event or something, right? There has been an in, you know, I have seen, and maybe it's just a maybe it's just visuals on my part. Um, there are more solo RPG type games out there. A very good point. Yes. And what could be obviously that eliminates the social aspect in terms of sitting at a table and in, playing. in a way. Yep. But, you know, I'm, I don't want to turn this into an interview and put you on the spot, but from just your perspective, um, I I'll, I'll give you my perspective after, but what do you see as a benefit doing something like that um, during the holiday season? Or is it, is it more difficult? It's yeah. no, I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful point. I, I mean, uh, 
I think it's evidence that it really can be healthy to play with yourself. Had to had to go there. Oh, yes, you set oh, me up for there it. There we go. Um, Explicit. You got the there explicit we go. Tag. Yep. Obviously, I'm talking about with dice, Herbert. Sure but, you are. Um, uh, I think it's a really good point. Before we started recording, uh, we were talking, you were bringing up how many solo games have come out. And that really seems to be the case. I could swear I've seen one or two articles on this recently. Yeah. Just how many solo games across sci-fi and fantasy genres. And this is this is a new thing. I, I think back to one of our earlier interviews with the Balls and how far ahead, what Beth and Jonathan, and how far ahead they were with this. I mean, they oh, really were with ahead. D with we D really, yes, we really have to have them back. This notion that you don't need a table full. But I think, my friend, to your point, this is really crucial because one of the reasons that the holiday season, whatever that means, one of the reasons that this period of time in the Northern Hemisphere, or flip that around in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, is so difficult is because of not just the environmental issues and the pressures of this time of year, but many people feel isolated. Whether they are or are not in fact isolated, to your point, you know, they don't want to be around others or maybe they don't have the opportunity to be around others. Can one still benefit from a tabletop RPG? Yeah, I think, I think they really can for, as silly as it sounds, all of the same reasons. I, I think about I think about the solo RPGs we've seen, we've read, and of course everyone who listens to Dice and Mine knows we are just major fans and adherents to the Star Trek Adventures Captain's Log. Shout out to Michael Dismuke and Jim Johnson and team. But I bring it up because because I'm most familiar with that one. And that one, like some of the others, is written almost as if it's in discussion with you as the solo player. And it walks you through how to have these solo adventures. And you know what? There are characters, right? Those solo adventures are as full of NPCs, if not more so, than a standard party-based RPG. And so, Brad, I think you're 100% right. I think everything we're talking about with a standard RPG situation applies still to solo and that that's an opportunity for people who are feeling isolated to still have fun find meaning you can you can get support. an escape right i mean there's there's an, there's an escape quality i know but, that. but in a good way in not, a good way in, not yeah. in a repressing way in a no. good way no 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 i mean if you think about it for some people like every i you know i you know this Every holiday season, I watch the extended version of the Lord of the Rings series. I, the and three. that's so cool. Yeah. You know, every holiday, it, it's as we're recording. Um, I haven't started. Um, I haven't started yet, but I probably will start Done. this week okay. so that I'll be finished by Christmas. Have to let me know. Um, but there is a really positive vibe when I watch them, even if we're at the end of the third movie. It's just to me the story is uplifting. my friends you bow to no one yeah I, I i get emotional oh every time i see that every time every time but even with like you know every other year i i binge ds9 too i'll start yeah. that in january yeah. um but having ds9 on and either having the star trek cory rulebook 
or the captain's log, I can see that as a positive method of escape and creativity because whether it's captain's log or the um, iron sworn series, five parsecs from home forbidden lands. If you're ironically Lord of the Rings, they have the strider add on that allows you to do solo Mm -hmm. that way. Um, There's even, I I, want to, if you don't, I want to interrupt for just a sec here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a hundred percent with you, but I want to reframe a word. Yeah. I want to encourage all of us to not focus so much on escape but you, on yeah. opportunity yeah there's a negative connotation and, and, and so, yeah, sometimes escape is really healthy and important but long term it doesn't work and yeah maybe in the first few bits of your solo game it's escapism right i mean welcome to television mm-hmm. but the benefits aren't the escape the benefits are the immersion in a healthy reality that you can then keep with you as you go on about your day or week later on well and you know it it again this is kind of a stream of consciousness episode i just by you reframing that it reminds me of something i've been meaning to ask for a while and it comes and goes it's not a big deal how does creativity and i think we can all answer this in some form but like longer term the use of one's skills attributes whatever to be creative like you working on piano me playing guitar or horn or we writing doing captain's log or playing or whatever using those creative juices long term does that have a long-term benefit had there been studies about it, long-term benefit to one's mental health? And that may be just too oh, nebulous. Man, it's not too nebulous. That's a great question. You know, more more of a rhetorical, we'll have to come back around to this because, again, I just dropped that on you right now. But, um, it, you know, so again, I sit down and I pick up Iron Sworn yeah. and I'm reading through it and I'm kind of excited and I start kind of rolling the dice. Yeah. Um, to me, it's not like a like an endorphin or adrenaline rush. It's just it's just a joy. Right. I, it's a joy. It's not I'm gonna I'm gonna stop using that. You you made a really good point. I'm not gonna use the word escape. It's just it's a period of joy doing something like that. Much like you've talked in the past, and I suspect you'll talk in the future when you travel, you carry dice. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, having one of those games by my chair. Right. Um, you know, I could flip open and like we've talked, I use RPGs as lit. I read the books. Yep. Um, I, you know, some of these solo games have really intrigued me just because I can open a book and get some joy from even playing part of a game, a larger campaign or whatever the case may be. And there's no right or wrong. There's Mm -hmm. no obligation. It's what fits. Right. And like for you and for me, that might be a little different day by day. Oh, it'll be. Yeah. I would suspect just, you know, just because we we are different in in many ways, as much as we are the same, it would be a different type of longer term result for you than it would be for me. Well, but but Um, like what what either of us, though, maybe wants to do with it day by day 
can yep. even change, right? Some days you sit down and you open one of the books and you read for a while. Other days, just having it on the nightstand to see is a source of comfort. A source, and and I, I mean, you're smiling, right? I, mm-hmm. I mean, we're being really serious, everybody. Yes, this, absolutely. This is something that, you know, my wife looks at this stuff like when I do this, like, why, why are you doing that? And it's like, be, because it can bring joy, because it provides an avenue, it provides an outlet. It's a reminder of how wonderful things can be, even when we can't see it or can't believe they can be. These are visceral reminders that, oh yeah, you know, that next step, that opportunity, that joy, just that stepping out for an hour of the fog, it's mm-hmm. it never has to be more than a couple pages away. Yeah. And I mean, for both of us, we love the air quote analog book. The yeah, printed PDFs book. are great too, though. PDFs are great. Don't get me wrong. I I my Kindle is loaded up. But when it comes to RPGs, there's just something about reading through a core rule book when they have a sample, you know, encounter or whatever the case is. The other thing, um, you know, I have found personally, I don't know how it would be with others. You're not, you're not big into this is going out on social media, Reddit, Facebook, whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and reading about others' experiences. Mm -hmm playing these games, having someone put out their own, maybe they're doing their own solo captain's log adventure and they're publishing it out on Reddit or whatever. Yeah. It's so cool. I read those. I, I enjoy them, but I know that I have a threshold that if I, if I do too much of that, then, um, you know, I've oversaturated and I, the, the negatives outweigh the positives. And um, I think that's really important to keep mm-hmm. in mind, right? That while we're doing this, we don't want to we don't want to impose false or artificial criteria or expectations on ourselves. We want to do this so that it's helpful, it's healthy, right? These are always just opportunities; they're not obligations. And you and I have been as guilty of that you know, as anyone of, oh, we should be doing X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm sure that no one has noticed that we haven't released a track talk in how long. Well, even though we, is that? That's we, well, even though we've got like three or four in the can, right? We just haven't released them and we haven't recorded or written anymore. And it, it, I was thinking about this the other day and it's kind of like, you know, well, so be it. We'll probably come back to them. And, and oh, we, we will when we do. And that's yeah, it. We will. And... Um, you know, I think it's important again, I'm not a clinician. I'm just giving, this is more personal perspective than anything else. Um, if you're a gamer, find ways to, to find your, find ways to find your joy in this realm, even if you can't necessarily get in front of folks in front of a table. Um, Mm -hmm. we all went through this in 2020. Um, people might be busy with holiday parties and and things like that. There are so many things out there from a gaming perspective that if you need to lift your spirits and you think that whether it's a solo game or doing some reading, you know, some of the Facebook groups out there for some of these games are just fascinating. Um, or out here on, 
the the media site formerly known as Twitter. Um, I don't like calling it the other name. No one likes um, calling it X. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, out on I'm going to just call Twitter, you know, out on Twitter, reach out. We've talked about this a million times, how it's a very inclusive mm-hmm. community um, and it should be a comfort to folks. And importantly, so many of these things are free. There are so many first rate free PDFs for all of our favorite games. Yep. YouTube. I'm not a big YouTuber, but YouTube is just replete. Oh my oh. God. With actual play, with unboxing, with with reviews of games. Sometimes it's just fun, if you ask me, to watch reviews of games or game yeah. books because they do a flip through, they talk about it, like all the stuff we all care about. And so you don't have to have cash in your pocket to get a lot of this benefit you know it's nice when you can you can hold something but man the stuff out there is just incredible oh it's first rate stuff i mean there's there's really cool stuff out there and even if it's not free it's pennies on the dollar or pay what you can if you go out yeah, to drive yeah. to rpg um you can even ask the question out on twitter and people are going to give you you know if you put the right if you hashtag it correctly you will be inundated and potentially overwhelmed with things that could um, oh, occupy yeah. your time if you're looking for that. Yeah, I think I think it's just you know, um, to your benefit if this is a passion, um, and you are one who who sometimes will struggle, whether it's this time of year or whether it's the summer or winter, whatever it is. Um, use that fuel and yeah. find ways. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a clinician. Jason doesn't practice online. If you need a direction to go to find that stuff, mm-hmm. let us know. We'll do, we'll, we, we've yep. made enough contacts out there amongst some of just creative, brilliant people. Yep. We can give you guidance as to what, That's what right. we know. We're not experts. Yep. Um, and again, this is not therapy. This is just, offering some direction that's right um and just a reminder that um you know um, yeah it's a tough time of year um you know suicide hotline is 988 very good. um do not do not trust me you are not alone you are not the only one that feels this way um there is always a a deeper bottom than where you're at you, you know, it's very hard to hit mm-hmm. absolute, in my opinion, hit absolute rock mm-hmm. bottom. Um, I've never met someone um, who has fallen in that hole and wanted to get out and not gotten out. Yeah, I, I have mm-hmm. lots of people. And, and so I would just remind everybody kind of akin to what you're saying, Brad, there really is always help available. And no matter what we've been taught, there is never any shame in mm. availing yourself of that help. No, I think you can, you know, not to, I don't want to sidetrack too far in this, and it's not a session about me, but, um, you know, because I, I, the way I grew up with being in a divorced family and everything like that, and the baggage I carried from that, I had a lot of years of therapy. And I think one of the biggest things that it helped me do is to become more introspective. 
Mm-hmm. Um, more aware of my own nuances mentally. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, you know, I have friends that I can talk to. Um, I don't talk to Jason with Jason as a clinician or, or anyone else in our group. Um, no one has to be a clinician if you Mm-mm. just need immediate immediate help and you want to talk to someone and you don't have to know anything to reach out to your friends and loved ones and lend a hand either Mm -hmm. just lending an ear can do wonders just helping someone in the moment to feel heard to feel validated you don't have to say much you just have to listen well you know what i'll I'll, this will be my last comment on it if you're at a point where you're struggling and you know that there are others amongst your social circles or whatever that are also struggling. Um, call them too. You know, you know, you might find someone who's go, you know, in effect, a kindred spirit who's going through something similar, and there's some healing that can occur together. Again, I'm, it's just anecdotal, personal um, experience. But whatever you do, find a game watch the Lord of the Rings binge, binge the, the original, binge the, the whole nine star Wars movies, whatever. Um, ignore every other star Trek series, but just binge DS nine. Um, Jason's laughing at that, but you know, just find something. And I know it's a, it's very cliche to say this, but if you're listening to this show, you're probably interested in games. You find joy in it find some joy in it at this time of year um there's there's so much out there now more than there was even five years ago you know what i think we should change the gm corner to like 10 forward or something like that and we should we should beam over to 10 forward and talk about what's what's um on our table so we don't, have to, I don't know, I'm just going to use that as the analogy as we're during holiday week. So that's um, awesome. As you beam over to not that anyone beams directly in a 10 forward, unless the, unless the enterprise has been hijacked, but um, what's been on your desk or otherwise uh, you know, the past week, for example? Well, it's funny. You should make a star Wars connection i'm uh, sorry star trek connection oh i'm tired wow wow i wow. just Calendar i just channeled time. i just channeled my inner wives right yeah. both of ours and our wow. parents um are you watching that trek wars again you know my favorite is still right greatest star trek fan and it's either the millennium falcon or the firefly <laughs> yes. Yes. um um i love the part where mr spock takes out the wookies um so uh but but yeah obviously okay so getting back on a track here getting back on a track here but um it's not what's on my desk so much as what i'm hoping or wondering might be on my desk in the future uh you and i were talking about this off air uh end of the year is approaching and we know a lot of the game publishers and and a lot of publishers in general like to announce uh upcoming products uh, I know where you're going. you know where i'm going with this and yeah. uh it is again it is december and i would just point out to our our dear friends truly good fine people at modifius uh jim johnson and the ilk that 
at least as we are recording this, which is just a bit before it's going to drop, not too far ahead, um, we are still wondering, inquiring minds want to know, if there is going to be uh, an announcement or announcements for upcoming Star Trek Adventures products. Uh, we, we know there will be in the future because you guys are always working on something. And we play our own little private conjecture game where yes. Jason and I are not gamblers or betting people, but it's more for yep. um, just for humor's sake. We're like, okay, it could be, it could go this route. It could be this, it could be that. And then we'll see if we're right because we, as we have with all of our, our guests and friends who work for companies, we don't ask for spoilers. We don't expect them. We don't want them. We don't get them. Um, we don't get them. Um, so, you know, we have no inside information from companies, but um, we are, we are placing our internal private bets, if you will, yes. yeah. on what, what's coming next from Modifius for Star Trek adventures. We're not going to share them here because we're probably wrong, but, but we're, we're trying to figure it out. And well, let me rephrase that. We know what we want to see so we can play with it. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about how we would bet if we, we should bet what we call Kaufman bucks. And um, one Kaufman buck is one shred of your integrity. So, well, neither um, of us are able to play this game very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, actually, what we should do is we should, it should be the gentleman's bet that if either of us ever get it right, which would be the, the first. Which would be a first. The other has to buy a copy for them. It's a good idea. Yeah. That's a yeah. good idea. If we, if we, we won't start at this time because we were kind of both on similar pages with some of this. Uh-huh. But, um, but and then we have that. our, then we have our outlier ideas. Um, but, you know, interestingly, so I'm just going to, I'm going to hijack and segue automatically. Yeah. You messaged me as this drops just a few weeks back um, because you found something on Amazon on sale and Go you on. ordered it, you ordered it. Yes. And I then saw that it was this, it, that it was a, it was like a, a speed deal, whatever Amazon has. Yeah. Um, I ordered it as well. We yeah. both have our copies of gorgeous. the author illustrated Lord of the Rings. Not the split books that you can buy where, you know, Fellowship of the Ring is one, two towers. It is the full volume, Tolkien, Tolkien yep, illustrated. Much, much like it was meant to be, which is uh, how I read it. Essentially, the the first time with the Barnes & Noble paperback, except that mm -hmm. this one is truly not even split into the books at all it really is just the chapters it is yeah and it is it gorgeous. you and i talked about this before it is such it is it is a gorgeous tome red edged um, paper with with i think it's elvish yeah over it oh man came with a map two maps two maps yeah um it has its it has a bookmark ribbon mm -hmm. in it mm -hmm. but you and i've talked we're like do we read it? I I really I don't want to like sully it, but on the flip side, yeah. it's one yeah. of those books that just cries out to be read. Like all books, but especially and I don't but especially I, I, this one. I I don't ever buy books for the sake of 
of not reading them. Like you, you once in a while will buy a second copy to keep it pristine. And yeah. I just, I won't do that. Now I will be honest with this, with this special release of the Lord of the Rings. For example, I'm not going to take this traveling. Like no, I don't, one's this one's too nice. I don't, I don't, it's, it's, it's just so gorgeously produced. I hesitate to put it in a backpack and take it out of state or out of country because you know you you can't the help dust, but ding the it dust up. The dust cover is gorgeous with it. As oh, well. and you you notice that I didn't even realize that the center of the dust cover, yes. the Eye of Sauron, isn't yes. the dust cover. No. It oh isn't. man. Yeah, people. Yeah, it is just it is a beautiful tone. Maybe you can put a link to it in the share note. The the um, yeah, that's a good idea. The show notes just. Mm-hmm. Just for the heck of it. Um, but but piggybacking off of that, we talked before that came out. So maybe it was a little bit of kismet. We talked about the idea of at some point playing the one ring. Um, and as mentioned before and again, we already have um, kind of a list of stuff that we are going to play. Yep. yep. Um, but it's one of those things that going into 2024 will continue to be a discussion topic for us. Um, yeah. You know, as to whether or not I have, I have the core rule book. It's just a matter of, um, you know, there's only a finite amount of capital. So um, Jason is, is stringent in using it. I'm have to be more stringent now than I was where I was much more liberal before. <laughs> um, so um, but the idea of playing that, so I actually yeah. took the one ring core rule book and brought it upstairs when um, that copy of Lord of the Rings came in. Um, and I'm yeah. going to keep them. I'm going to keep them on my table until I finish the binge of the original trilogy movies, yeah, not it, the Hobbit, but the one ring, it, it, it really, it, as we've talked, it remains on my watch list. Uh, as I said to you off air at the point that I can find it uh, on sale. Yeah. Uh, just because it's probably, it, we might play it, but we'll definitely read it and talk about it. And that, that's the attraction to me. To be honest, everything that yeah. I've heard about it and what you've told me about it and what I've seen about it um, at the point that I can justify, because it's a bit steep. I mean, core rule books oh, it's, are. It's, come on, it's a, it's a more expensive core rule book than others yeah. that are out there. Yeah, Absolutely. but if I, if I can find a little more reasonably, that that would be pretty neat. That, mm-hmm. that would be pretty neat because, I mean, we're no experts in Tolkien, right? In Lord of the no. Rings. Not not no. like our friend Russ. No, um, yeah. But, but we know our way around it. And of course we grew up with it, mm-hmm. right? My, my dad read us. I still have it. I read it to the, my girls when they were little, my dad read us the illustrated copy from the seventies when my brother and I were really little Oh, um, and all the pages are falling off to show you sometime. And we, I have it. And my girls remember me reading it to them. And of course it's, shall we say so much shorter and I'm sorry, it's the Hobbit. It's not right. It's the kids version of the Hobbit. That's not what, Lord of the Rings. That's what, but I same, mean, right? Yeah. They, the Hobbit came out in animated form in the seventies. I remember in the early eighties. And this has all of the illustrations from that cartoon. Oh, in that's it. cool. So this was, Right. This was the, I mean, the Hobbit as we grew up as children. It was the Rankin Bass, uh, you know, animation. You see a lot of that with 
some of the holiday cartoons, not claymation, but the holiday cartoons from the 70s and 80s that are still out there. It's that same type of animation, which is nostalgic, but and still worth it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I would have to agree. But but the Hobbit, I remember watching that as as there in elementary school because I was in a reading class where I was younger than um, the other students. I was younger by three years. I was a second grader taking fifth grade reading. And I remember them watching this and it was probably on the borderline over my head a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I remember being fascinated by it. And then years later, finding it on VHS and watching it. Cause I wanted to go back and catch everything. This is before I had even read the books and before the movies. Yeah. So, but so I, as- that's the only thing that's, I mean, that I, that book is probably going to be the, um, that's going to be the high point for Christmas for me in terms of purchases. Nice. It's, it's, so, it's gorgeous. It's one of, it's easily, easily one of the most beautiful printings of any book I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. So to tie this all together, everybody, as we, as we move on from Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, and we, we check back in with the importance of mental health and taking care of oneself during these in the Northern Hemisphere darker months, but but often difficult couple months, few months for people around the world to really uh, mash up mash up everything. Um, it's okay to go there, but then we need to get back again. So be well, stay well. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>